In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. Jesus gives his disciples in this gospel passage the exact reason for their inability to heal this boy of these epileptic seizures, which is actually caused by demonic, um, but with a demonic cause. Jesus said that they lacked in faith. They lacked in faith. If they had faith, if they, we're going to talk about what this means for them to have faith. Ponder this. The disciples, a few weeks or months before this scene here, Jesus gave them to the power and they were healing people of their diseases. They were casting out demons. They were even raising from the dead because of this faith that they had in Jesus. They had it then and at this moment they lacked it. They had some faith, but they lacked the essential faith, and their faith was, was again, lacking in some sense. Now, what does Jesus say? He says, this thing, these things can only be done through prayer and fasting. See, before it seems that the disciples were trying to move on their own power, that they were doing things thinking that they had the power or they forgot about what, where this power came from. Now, one father of the church asked a question that's not written down here, but he asked this question. He said, what, when, when this man brought his son to them to be healed, what did the disciples actually do? What did they say? What methods did they use to heal this boy? What prayers did they say? When they read them, did they pay attention? When I was a young seminarian, I thought, what am I going to say to people when they come to me? What am I going to say when this happens? And I, now I've been around long enough that the words that I'm going to say, the things that I'm going to, quote, do, don't come from me. They come from me listening to our Lord, being a student, sitting at his feet all the time, not just once a year, once when I think about it, remember it, every day, being a student, seeking Saint, what, Jesus, what Jesus said to Martha about her sister Mary, that Mary, when she was sitting at Jesus' feet, and Martha was doing all the works, preparing snacks for the Lord when he came, Jesus said to Martha, Mary is, is seeking the one true thing. The disciples forgot about this one true thing, which is faith, and this sums up our faith here, is sitting at the, Lord, at the Lord's feet and being present with him and listening to him. Now, one, one priest says something I heard recently. He said that faith is different than belief. Maybe I'm splitting hairs. But faith is being present with God, being in his midst, being quiet in his midst, whereas belief is knowledge. It's what we know about God. We can know a lot of things about a person, but we may not want to be with that person. We may know a lot of things about God, but we do we want to be with God and be in his presence and be silent. So Jesus gives this very simple, clear teaching. This thing can only be done 
by prayer and fasting. The disciples, perhaps they had it upside down. They thought the miracles came first, then the prayer and the fasting. It's the other way. We pray, that means we are present with God. We fast, meaning that we get rid of the things that separate us from God, that distract us from God, that keep us from simply sitting at Jesus' feet and listening, whether that be food, whether that be gossip, whether that be TV or video games or whatever it is. Prayer is being restful and silent and listening to God. Fasting is keeping whatever that is that keeps us from doing that beautiful thing and that way of life that God has given us. We are here because of this one true thing. This one true thing is that God is in our midst. God is the one who is the source of all power. He is the source of all existence. He is the source of life. He he is the defeater of sin. He raises from the dead. He is the Almighty. He is our Savior. Being with God, embracing and cherishing this time with Him, experiencing His life-giving wonder and the life-giving wonder that comes from His divine presence, this is wanting the one true thing and this is the faith. And these, these disciples, let's do a count. These nine disciples who were here when this father brought the boy, were not able to heal him. There were nine disciples. The other three were traveling with Jesus. They were Jesus, it was Peter, James, and John, and they were with Jesus on Mount Tabor. Why did Jesus bring Peter, James, and John and not the other nine? Because there was um, levels even within Jesus' disciples. There were some that got it more than others. There were some disciples that were truly making it their full-time life to sit at Jesus' feet and to listen and to be present and to witness God and to hear his words. These three, Peter, James, and John, because of their zeal and their desire, Jesus brought up to Mount Tabor and revealed to them at the transfiguration Jesus' full identity, as much as they could bear. The other nine, Jesus did not take, though he could have, because perhaps, again, they were, had this, this lacking in their faith that they would not have been able to understand and comprehend what Jesus is showing to them. And immediately when Jesus and Peter, James, and John come down from the Mount Tabor after having this perfect vision, then they come upon this scene of these nine disciples lacking. So, we want to be over, over, every day, maturing in our faith. That is, maturing sometimes in our, just being silent and present before God. Jesus, it says in one of the Psalms that God revealed himself, not in the storm, not in the earthquake, not in the fire, but in the still, small voice. We don't need big storms and shows to, to know that God is present. That is not how God reveals himself. God reveals himself in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. This is why the Orthodox, the Orthodox faith is very simple and is very elegant. And it's the way that really trains us up to be with God and to be his disciples. 
we come here on this Sunday, and this is this Sunday when we come to liturgy, is the way, a way, to be, to sit at God's feet and to listen and to be present and to have him reveal to us. But even if he doesn't reveal something to us in some particular way every Sunday, being here and being quiet, being quiet in God's presence as, as, um, as opposed to the, the way it is outside in the world, this is one way of sitting at God's feet. Of course, we have the scriptures. We have the music of the church. We have theological books. We have our bookstore with these beautiful books. We have a book recommendation on our, on our website. We have all these ways that we can learn about our God so that we can be, have a faith in our God. Knowledge is good and it's necessary and it's needful, but that knowledge needs to be transferred into be, for us being present with God and being being silent before him, to have him teach us, to, to remind us over and over again that the power, any power that we have to do good in our lives comes from God and not from us. I want to end with this one point here, because this is what Jesus is teaching throughout his, throughout his work on earth, and this is what God was teaching throughout the Old Testament, that God is the one who has the power we don't have the power. God may work through us, but we are whole and we are complete as human beings when we are with our God and walking with our God in our lives. St. Paul says in, in, um, in the epistle of the Ephesians, he says here, it is the gift of God to do good works, not our gift. It is the gift of God to do works so that none of us can boast. St. Paul is teaching the Ephesians and he's teaching other churches that it's when we are at our weakest that God actually will work through us because so we will know and the whole world will know it is not us working, but God's power and his strength and his presence that is working in, in the world. So let us be silent before, and present before God. Let us remember this one true thing that the Lord is our master, he is our teacher, he is our living God, and he is our Lord, and we have no other Lord from him, that we need to mature in our faith, and that, and that, we, that maturing in our faith is good for us, it is good for our lives, it is good for our soul, it is the fulfillment of this church and this community, and is the fulfillment of our lives.